in the, yeah, in the MCU, if you're Cap, let's say Cap is a Christian, you've interacted with the Norse gods, yeah. you've interacted with the Panther god in Bas, and now you're seeing Konshu, and you're just thinking, bros, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, Mr. Tony Stark is just, just like, I told you, I told you. Because yeah. <laughs> these people are doing more than you, so do I. Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. Today we're going to talk about episode 2 of Marvel's Moon Knight, titled Summoning the Suit. And joining me to dissect Mark and Steven. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, it's Ebuka and Cedric with a C. How long did it take you to come up with that? Uh, on, this, on the rewatch of the episode, I, I got the idea. Okay, okay, nice. I like it. I liked it a lot. Top 20. Um, first of all, Cedric, welcome to the podcast. Um, thank you very much. Thank you for you're making your debut. Thank you for being a fan and requesting to be on the podcast and coming on with talk with us. You're welcome. I hope it's not as disappointing as we expect it to be. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're good. You're clear. Okay. Um, okay, so like I said, we're going to talk about episode two of Moon Knight. Marvel's Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac, Mae Kalamaway, and Ethan Hawke. But, you know, of course, before we go into Oscar Isaac love, let's give some quick admin. So I spoke about episode one last week, so please feel free to check our feed if you want to listen to that. I also spoke about Atlanta on that episode. Um, we aren't going to cover episode three, but we'll be back for the rest of the season, i.e. from episode four. Um, I also did a preview for Better Call Saul's final season with some friends, and that's going to come out later this week. Try to explain why you should be watching that show if you're not watching it already. And if you do watch the show, we're going to be covering it weekly along with Barry's upcoming season three. If you're listening to this episode on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please rate us on the platform, on either platform. And if you're listening on any other platform, you can also follow us. But yeah, before we go and talk about Oscar Isaac and why he's so great. Ebuka. Yes. You're obviously a Mobius truther. I'm a Mobius enjoyer. This <laughs> might be your worst quality. But why don't you like go ahead and... I haven't watched the film. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I've watched the film. Okay. But like... Why didn't you? Why didn't you just be wrong and like go out and do the truth in for Morbius? Okay, okay. Um, where do I start with Morbius? First of all, I went into Morbius and because of no the, spoilers, no spoilers, yes, no spoilers. Because of the public reaction, the internet reaction, I thought I was going to get Fantastic Four or Green Lantern level of film. Have you seen Fantastic Four? Yeah, of course I see it. I saw that and I saw Green Lantern. So that's the level I was expecting. I was even expecting, you know, the Deadpool with no mouth type film, you know. But honestly, Morbius is not as bad as the internet has painted out to be. It's just a standard, boring, maybe boring origin story. It was okay to me. There are a couple of scenes that I really, really, really liked. There's a scene in the in a underground train station that, like, I want to watch the film again just for that scene. It was really well, good. Maybe the curve has changed, right? Maybe like the, the, the way you were grading Green Lantern and even Fantastic Four, which was 2016, is not the same way you're grading Mobius now that comes out two months after the Batman. I'm just saying, I haven't watched this. I don't want to give a judgment yet. Yeah, just, um, but I would still say everyone should watch it. But if you're one of the people who's iffy about spending money in the cinema, then yeah, wait for it to come out on a Friday, gather around with your friends 
I'd watch Morbius. It's definitely more enjoyed with company, and then you guys can. Yeah, I've been trying to get things. friends to to go watch it with me, but no one wants. I'm, I'm end up watching it by myself. No, none of my friends wants to go watch it with me. No, you will be too critical if you watch it yourself. Yeah, but like I, I, I just want to have no choice. Cedric, have you seen Morbius? Do you plan on seeing Morbius? Nah, I don't plan on seeing Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> the the online reactions are enough for me. I'll just wait till it's out on digital, and I'll I'll, I'll watch it in my room. Yeah, fair well, one thing I will say is that Jared Leto was good Matt Smith was good but apart from them there's no one else of note how was, how was Tyrese? oh Tyrese was okay actually but obviously what's the guy's name? the guy who was in Chernobyl Jared Harris yeah he was he was good as well yeah because he's fucking Jared Harris <laughs> like he can be good in his sleep like, <laughs> it like yeah it was very it was very surprising because I saw his name in the credits and I was like, I know that name. And then when yeah, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, why are Jared Harris and Tyrese in the same film together? What is going on in the multiverse? Um, but you know what? Let's talk about something else that I think might be having. I don't know if it. I, have, I, I haven't inspected it as much, but I don't know if it's having a divided reaction on, online. But let's talk about Moon Knight, maybe after this break. So, episode two of. Marvel's Moon Knight. This is written by Michael Castellian and directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. What do you guys think of this episode? And what do you guys think of the show so far? I'll start with you, Cedric. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think this episode was as strong as the previous one because, well, there wasn't much mystery to this episode because I think for episode one, because we didn't know much of what was going on, Mm -hmm. there was this mystery element that made it more interesting. But right now that most of the questions have been answered, well, not most of them, but a lot of the questions that we already had from episode one have been answered, and this episode didn't really bring new questions for us to answer. We were just kind of like explaining most of the things that happened. It were doing more telling than showing. I don't know. I won't say it was boring, but it just wasn't as interesting as the previous episode for me. There were a few like really, really nice scenes and all that, but as a whole, what? I don't think it was that good. Okay, that's interesting. What what kind of questions do you think like it it answered without like you know like bringing out new ones? Questions about Mark's character, right, and how exactly he ended up being an avatar for Konshu, the mission to Egypt and everything, how he died and came back, all of that. I think all of that was kind of just brushed away and they were just talking about it. And I mean, I'm just waiting to see to see what happened. I hope, I hope, I hope there's a flashback or something. But Yeah, I mean, I definitely think those are questions that will be answered in later episodes, like yeah, starting yeah, from episode yeah, three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think episode three is predominantly set in Egypt. Um, Have you seen the episodes already? I've seen. No, wait, whoa! Who do you think? Who, what do you think this podcast is? <laughs> I mean, there was, think, I'm there, getting, was big, there was a big premiere in London, and you're in London, so maybe you went to the, maybe the show. Yeah, yeah, but so, even that, the premiere is just one episode. Do you think like? Oh, it was just one episode. Now, Vankis, some I saw, I saw a podcaster. He's seen episode five, so yeah. maybe one day we'll get to. Yeah, yeah, levels. definitely. The people do it, but I'm just I'm saying, like, do you think this like, podcast is already getting like Mr. Mouse screeners? Like, we're, we've no. I mean, one day, obviously, hopefully. Yeah. Um, no, no, I've, I've seen the first two, like everybody else. <laughs> um, what do you think of this first episode? Um, okay, first things first, yeah, Banky. Um, when you do you list the names of like the writers and directors of the individual episodes? Because one day when you direct a TV episode, you want someone to remember your name rather than. <laughs> I'm trying to give. I'm trying to give the respect to people. That, yes, Ibuka, I'm trying to give the respect. Like, let's respect the writers. Like Brian Cox said, respect the writers. Okay, okay. Um, oh, listen, I have no thoughts on Moon Knight. I'm just really enjoying 
Oscar Isaac's acting. I'm really enjoying I, the history. I hate to I hate to interrupt one. Yeah. Actually, no, I love to interrupt, but I also hate to break it to you. But that's a thought. Even just saying I love Oscar, <laughs> that's a thought. But go ahead, I guess. Jesus. I have I have no I have no deep thoughts on Moon Knights. I'm just enjoying Oscar Isaac's acting, enjoying the mystery of Moon Knights, enjoying the horror aspects of Moon Knights, enjoying Ethan Hawke enjoying the mythology aspect of Moon Knights, you know. It's I'm looking forward to what else. So like you're enjoying the show. Oh yeah, I, I love the show so far. Like, no, I was like you just said like you're enjoying all the parts of the show. Like and then you have no thoughts. <laughs> no, I like I'm No, like I mean like there's nothing there's no argument or nothing that I, I can point to and say, you know, it's all come together and it's an amazing show because obviously we're still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. But so far, I'm just ready for the ride, man. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. I mean, I think I brushed on this when we talk about when I spoke about the first episode with TMT, and I was talking to someone yesterday randomly. Actually, I met someone. We we're talking, and then Moon Knight came up, and he was like, "He's just really enjoying it because it's something. It feels like a different entry point to kind of like a similar story for Marvel. Like it's they're entering the story in a different way, which is obviously a good thing." That's one thing I was I was actually wondering about. I, I I wonder if this this story will actually play into the larger Marvel universe, the cinematic universe, or is just going to be its own pocket thing on its own. It's not going to they're not going to try and introduce new characters into this or bring in characters from the show to the MCU. Evuka, do you want to take that? Do you want to take that that question? <laughs> okay, so I obviously we don't know what goes on in Kevin Feige's head, but I I don't I don't mind you know if they just make this like mark and steven's little struggle going across egypt and london and wherever mark wants to go i don't mind it doesn't need to interact with the avengers or it doesn't need to interact with do you want to reference your your favorite tweet right now on the internet guys for the last three days yeah i've been waking up in the middle of the night angry at a random man on the internet because people are talking about moon knight on the timeline and he said and i quote <laughs> Who has he interacted with from the quote unquote main guys? And only Banky knows how angry this has been. <laughs> but yes, there there is no main guys. There's good TV shows, good movies, and good characters. Um, There's no main guys. Well, on, <laughs> so to your point, Cedric, I think Marvel is never going to make a thing. Like Kevin Feige has basically said as much. It's never going to make a thing that is not connected to the larger story. That's just what they have. And that comes with its own pros and cons, 100%. So I don't think there's ever going to be a story that like it's not going to be, for example, like DC making the Suicide Squad and also making the Batman, like which are clearly not even in the same universe. Like that's never going to happen in Marvel. So I think like Moon Knight is going to appear in the movies. Moon Knight is going to share screens with Doctor Strange at some point. But I also don't like this is like I was watching second. I was like, this is just an origin story. Like an origin story doesn't have to have. Yeah, it doesn't need to tie in into other stories. Yeah, As Ibuka's yeah. favorite person says, like, the main guys. Yeah, we're just, we're introducing this character, and then after that, the character will go. Like, there doesn't have to be some world-altering thing that happens in the TV show for he, for it to be, for him now to be relevant for the movies. Like, just enjoy the story. I even prefer it that way. I even prefer it that way. I, I, I need, I need more, more original TV shows from Marvel that tell, like, stories of new characters, fresh characters, not, like, trying to, wrap up certain character arcs like they did WandaVision, Loki, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but I mean, again, that was like essentially the first phase of TV. And our second phase is going to introduce new characters. You're going to have Moon Knight, you're going to have Mrs. M- you're going to have some of Mrs. You're going to have Miss Marvel, Marvel, you're going to have yeah, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. So like, yeah, yeah, 
And it's it's good because like on that point of origin story is that I think you've mentioned this before when we're talking about Wonder Vision Bankies that it's nice when they have six episodes to introduce us to a character mm-hmm. or to delve deeper into like for Wonder it was delving deeper. But for Moon Knight, we have six episodes for them to carefully introduce us to this character and show us a lot about this character before we then see him interact with other people and then his decisions or his choices make sense or you know it's not like a rushed because bro everyone says it they're tired of the typical cookie cutter marvel origin story so yeah let's have six episodes of a tv show with different styles different directions different director styles Mm -hmm. and yeah it makes the whole thing more interesting yeah like i'm enjoying this i'm enjoying the show it's not it's not action-packed but that's like Again, that that can be a good thing. Like, it's not, it, it, it's slow, but it's slow because it's basically examining these characters' mental state, these characters being Mark and, and Steven. And, like, I'm not saying, like, this is not the ultimate dissection of a, men, a fragile mental state, but, like, it's still doing something within the superhero genre. And I think that should be, like, looked at and, like, yeah, this is doing something that other shows might not do or yeah, other shows might not do as well. I agree with that. Another thing I'm 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 really I'm really fascinated about with this show is the Egyptian law because Egyptian mythology, the Egyptian pantheon, is something I've always been interested in getting into ever since I started reading the Percy Jackson books when I was younger. Right, people were telling me to read the King Chronicles, but I never really got into them. All I knew was there's Ra, there's Osiris, mm-hmm. there's Isis, there's blah blah blah. But you know, this 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 story is is bringing new Egyptian gods to the forefront and. These two goals represent two opposing ideas. Judging before you do something evil and judging you after you do something. To write a good story, you, you need to present both both sides of the conflict. You have Ethan Hawke's character who believes that it's right to judge someone before they do an evil deed because you're saving the world or something. But then, conscious on the other says, but the person hasn't done anything wrong, so why do you want to judge them now? You understand? As a viewer, like, this is really interesting to witness because you're like, on one hand, you're like, well, the person hasn't done anything wrong. But then you, you look at people like, people who have done, like, really, really evil things in the world, like Hitler, guy from Belgium, I forgot. King Leopold. Yeah, King Leopold. King Leopold, right? And like, so if, 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 if these people didn't exist, they wouldn't have brought the evil they, they, they brought onto this world. So what you're saying is that, Cedric, is that you would kill baby Hitler? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, saying it sounds like what you're saying. I'm just. It's, it's interesting to see. It's that's what I heard. Writers bring something like this to screen. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I, I don't want to choose sides because I have to think about it. Ebuka, hey, you kill baby Hitler, should we? Hundred percent. Sorry. <laughs> Follow, following on from Cedric's point. Yeah, just like Cedric, I'm someone who's really, really in love with mythology, like the Greeks, the Norse, even like the Egyptian, but. You know, there's a lot of mainstream representation of Norse mythology, Greek mythology, but Egyptian mythology isn't really represented like that. And just like him, yeah, I knew, like I'd heard of, or I knew the big ones, like mm-hmm. Ra, Osiris, uh, what's the name of the death one? There's one that deals with death, I can't remember. Anubis. Anubis, yeah, I knew those ones. And like the, the intrigue and drama of the Egyptian pantheon isn't as like strong in my memory as the like when you talk of the greek gods i know the womanizers mm-hmm. i know the selfish ones i know what they stand for when you talk of the norse gods i know their characteristics but with the egyptian ones there's so much that i don't know partly because of my own i haven't delved deep enough and because there's not enough reminders in pop culture to delve deep into this so yeah i'm very interested in like 
what Moon Knight has to teach me and what is going to spark in me to look further. Yeah. And yeah, Konshu, Ahmed, they're two opposing sides of an argument. And it's important to know that none of them are right or absolutely right. Like Konshu isn't a good guy by any means. And I think, yeah, same thing with Ahmed. Like she's not, why did I assume she's a she? She's a she. They said she's a she. Is Ahmed a goddess? Is he a goddess? Yeah, they said she's a goddess. Okay. Yeah. Neither one is right. And even Conchu isn't a hero or anything. So, yeah. We'll talk about Conchu in a second. Yeah. Conchu is an asshole. Conchu is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. We're, we're, we're going to talk about Conchu. Just just wait. Um, I mean, I just want to use this point to just, at this point, to shout out uh, Mommy's Alive. I remember that cartoon. I, I was in love with that cartoon growing up. Um, and also, like, the Mommy, the cartoon version of the live action film. Anyway, yeah, just quickly on the Egyptian thing. I know the one of the main producers and the main director is Mohamed Diab, who is like a very notable Egyptian screenwriter and director. So I would definitely feel like they would be faithful to that kind of Egyptian representation. Okay, let's talk about probably that clip that has gone viral on on on, on UK Twitter. And uh, we can use that to talk about the accent. Um I don't think you can you can't talk about this show without ever talking about the accent because it's just right there. <laughs> just quickly, Ibuka, what do you think about the accent of Oscar uh, Isaac's accent? I love it. Like I love it so much. It's it, it's it's one of my favorite things about the the episode. No context. I love it. I don't even care for the, people. Are tr- like there's context with why the accent is like that. But I don't even care. I like it. That's that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to try keep it at that. I'm curious. What's the context? Basically, the context is that um, Stephen isn't. Stephen is like a caricature of who Mark thinks British people sound like. Like if you have DID, a dissociative identity disorder, like for example, if I was going to have DID of a, of a, who's a, of a Jamaican, for example, I can't do a good Jamaican accent, but I've seen Jamaican accents before. So I'll probably do something that's not good. It's it's basically your your best possible impression. Yeah, exactly. So you overdo certain things. And not be as smooth as someone who actually speaks patois. So yeah. So okay, fair enough. I agree with you. It was part of my notes. I believe that was going to be the explanation. But like, is that known to everyone? What do you mean? Like, is that a part of his character? No, no, no. So I don't think it is because I didn't know this. Yeah. So Yibka, you having that idea, which is an idea I have as well. What made you have that idea? Do you think that's like common? I don't think that's common knowledge. I think people think that that accent is legit. Okay, okay. See, the thing is, that idea is in, I saw it on Twitter. I saw someone give it as a possible explanation. But my original thing is that even if that wasn't the reason, like, are we saying there's no British people that sound like Stephen Grant? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it's a bad accent. It's like, it's what an American accent. Like, is, you know, I've said this on the podcast, but I don't care about accents. Like, I love Don Chido's accents in Ocean's Trilogy. Like, but it's like, it's a fun accent, but it's a bad accent. Yeah, like, that's, uh, that's, that's the way I saw it. Like, the way I, I've been watching it or taking it in is that Stephen or Stephen Grant is supposed to be funny, if that makes sense. Like, his bits... Yeah, he's meant to be funny. Yeah, his bits are supposed to be comedic. So I didn't really... Like, so what if he has a bad accent? Maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the clip. <laughs> well, anyone who doesn't know, the clip that has gone viral is the bit where he goes, which, which I referenced in my introduction, where he goes, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, I'm Steven with a V, and then he punches the jackal, and <laughs> he goes wagwan. You just got planted. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, my end's now, mate, or something. <laughs> like, this is my yard or something. 
And people were complaining because they obviously just took that clip out and were complaining online. And then Ibuka was like, out of context, with context, whatever. I'm just going to say it out here. I'm going to go on the record. Out of context, with context, that clip is incredible. It's beautiful. I love it. Like, we got a Marvel character to say, Wagwan, end, <laughs> and yard in the space of a minute. Like, that's a W in my books. Like, I'm just like, I don't know why people are trying to complain. Like, exactly. That's a W to me. I just thought it was funny. Y- yes, because it's meant to be funny. Like, the way the music rises when he goes, wa- like, when he shouts Wagwan. And it's so funny because, like, Disney's subtitle when he goes, when he says Wagwan is, it just says, exclaims. <laughs> like, he doesn't, doesn't. Does he write Wagwan? He doesn't say what he exclaims. Uh, but yeah, no, like, because uh, one of my, my notes was going to talk about what you said, Ibuka, the kind of context. But I don't, I don't think we can say that that's the definitive context here. Yeah. Yeah. But I think so. Because I, I, my theory is that Mark is the main persona. Okay. And the split that happened to them was as a result of something traumatic happening. Like you said, he almost died. Yeah. So I think something traumatic happened to Mark and then his brain to kind of like, um, what's the word? To kind of cope, essentially. Yeah. Does that split. So everything about Stephen, like you said, is what Mark what Mark thinks a British person, basically what an American would think a British person sounds like and does. Yes, yes. If that makes sense. I mean, I don't even know if Mark knows, because Mark says things like, um, don't worry, once this is done, you, I'll be gone. I'll yes. be gone. So I think it's kind of like, he's trying to leave and trying to let, let Stephen. So, I mean, we could be wrong, but I, I'll be very surprised and also disappointed if the show just went on without like addressing the accent. I think there's there's more to address than the accent because if Mark is the main persona, how is Stephen Grant like a British citizen? How long has he been Stephen Grant? How long did the persona Stephen Grant exist for? How come he lives in the UK without any like issues? Because I don't think anyone can just pop up, get a job, get paid, get an apartment and all that without see some red flags or something i have two words for that here blue passport (laughs) see mark is supposed to be american right yeah he is american (laughs) that's like that's like the second most powerful passport in the world that you can bounce anywhere but like jokes aside i think mark is a identity forger like his his wife says is the latest fake identity so he knows how to do these things if not, if not a forger, he has connections. Yeah. No, there are a couple of points you you make there, um, Cedric, and I think one of them is that yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's impossible for Mark to like I said to, to get a persona for Stephen, like a passport and things like that. But then the other thing is that we never we don't know anything about Mark beyond the apartment. Sorry, about Stephen beyond the apartment. So it's not it's, to me it's not a coincidence that we only ever hear his mom like through him. If that makes yeah. sense, like, he's always speaking on on a voicemail. Uh-huh. And she never returns the calls. Like so I think that's definitely something that is gonna play later. Um we don't we don't know anything about like his schooling or anyone that he knew before the last three months or whatever when he started working at the at the museum. I, I just think it's impossible for the show not to address that. Like I I think we would need to know when this place happened. So I think like which is why I never like I I joke about the accent, we can laugh about the accent because it's funny, but like I don't think it's something like, oh, I'm not gonna watch the show because this accent is bad or it's not representing the UK properly. Like, no, there's probably gonna be a reason. Just wait four weeks. Mark is the main character, right? So we're all in agreement with that. What do you mean by the main character? I mean, for two episodes, Stephen has been the like, main character. Not the main character, sorry. The main persona. Let me put it like that. Yeah. I think we're going to gonna get more Mark in episode three. Yeah. I, I actually want to see more Mark than Stephen. I'm, I don't see this, but I'm tired of Stephen right now. Oh, no. I love Stephen. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I ask something? That like, 
See that final scene, Mom. I, I don't remember the episode. I haven't rewatched the episode. The final scene. How do we transition to Egypt? Do we just randomly join? That was weird. I was thinking about that, but I think I think the, I think the camera just moves to Egypt. Yeah, because because when um when he asks Conchu where, where should we go, and Conchu's like, where the hell do you think? And then we're in Egypt. Yeah, right, so because what was your question? I was just gonna say that could be the past. It could be showing how Mark ended up being Conchu's avatar. No, no, because I think. That scene begins with um, Steven in the reflection. Okay, 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 cool. So it's meant to be, it's meant to be now. Okay, okay. I think. All right. The friend I was talking to, like I said yesterday, he was talking about how he enjoys it because he like sees kind of like a heartbreaking aspect to it because most people, unlike Steven, unlike Cedric, sorry, are going to like Steven <laughs> and are going to like feel sympathetic for Steven. So when you find out that Steven is not the main persona, yeah. you kind of like don't want anything to happen to Like you don't want a situation where it just becomes Mark because you because Stephen is losing his life essentially. Is, so. Isn't that funny though? Because Stephen doesn't have a life, like yeah. But no, think about it he, because he, yeah, no, I get what you mean. <laughs> but he's breathing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have a life beyond the museum. He doesn't. Yeah, have literally. Life, so, yeah, as far as we like know. even the dates wasn't procured Mark, by him. Mark is the one oh. who's married and has been to Egypt. as a mercenary and all that. Has a storage yeah. cabin with military yeah. weapons and all that. So. I think Mark is the. Mark is the tragic hero in the sense that, like, he's clearly been through shit. But I think Stephen is a tragic hero in the sense of, like, his story might end in tragedy. I don't think it will, but I think I think it's about to get to a point where Mark and Stephen kind of find a way to, to live together. They're just going to always share it, though. Like, Yeah, so I don't know how, I'm interested to see how that ends. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited to see, Steve, to see Mark in episode, episode three. I want to do an episode where I don't mistake this to where I just see Mark when he's Mark and Stephen when he's Stephen. <laughs> And then I'm starting to see like angry Oscar Isaac. Yeah, we've seen fun British Oscar Isaac, but now let me see, I want to see angry Oscar Isaac. I want to see like menacing Oscar Isaac that we've seen through Mark. I want to see that next episode. Do you guys think there's a third persona or a fourth one? No, three. Three is three is where it's at. Do you guys think there's a third persona? There could be. Yeah, I was thinking I about this. I was like, I don't think they're going to write it in. Yeah, they haven't really done. I don't know. Cause I don't, again, like I said, I don't know anything about the Moon Knight comics, and I've left it like that. I don't want to research. I want the show to tell me. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, for example, the character of Moon Knight or Mark Spector or Stephen Grant have a third persona or more personas. I don't know what the show is going to do. There's actually, there's actually more, more personas. I think there's one that's a taxi driver or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so, like, yeah, people like people that watch Orphan Black, you would know that sometimes the show will just throw up a random clone for like one episode. So maybe. They do a thing where we see, like you said, that taxi driver persona just for like five minutes. Maybe it's not something that I, I think Mark and Steven are the ones are going to take majority of the time. The reason why I ask is because, like, I think the first clue was the whole date scenario. Because Mark has a wife and Steven doesn't seem nearly confident enough to talk to that woman. So I don't know. Except Mark is. Unless Mark the was type doing of... it for Steven. I thought I read that Mark was doing it for Steven. Oh, okay. Because he's so lonely. Yeah. So, like, he was like. So, Mark I is a good giving... guy. What do you mean? Like a good-ish guy, you know. He wanted to get a date for Stephen. Yeah, I still think like I mean, he's still he's still you, and I think like Mark has to be a goodish guy in the sense that like he wasn't controlling Stephen every time. I don't think he wants to be in this world. He just wants to be in this world when he, when he has to be Moonlight. Okay, fair. There's the reflections as well. He's always in three-sided mirrors. Oh, really? Like, not always, but a fair amount of the time. Like when he's looking at himself for the date, there's two sides. There's another time when he's looking at himself in... I don't think it's every time, but, like, there's enough times where there's, like, a mirror on each side, one on the right, one on the left, yeah. and the central yeah. one. So, yeah, there could be there could be a third one. That's why I asked if the last scene was in the past, because 
Steven mm-hmm. doesn't seem like an alcoholic. And Mark doesn't seem like he'll be drinking when he has such an important like he so just you don't think that's you don't think that's, that's even Mark yeah because Mark because think about it, like Mark is very focused on his mission for Konshu so he can get the fuck out like you said I don't know if whether he would be drinking before such a uh, mission but maybe, we'll see you know but I think he, he was just like he was like I'm tired <laughs> just drink for tonight and I'll start work tomorrow morning well um okay let's talk about Konshu quickly okay I love the design I think it looks really cool and. I've seen people complaining about the CGI in the show and in some scenes where Moon Knight is running, it stands out a bit, but for Konshu it looks it looks kind of fluid. It looks it looks good. I don't I don't I don't see anything wrong with Konshu's design. I like the the skull head and the it looks like he's invincible and he's wearing the mummy wraps with the skull on his head. When I observed him closely, that's what I noticed. Cause when the jackals came from the when Ethan Hawk summoned them from the ground, they were like completely mm-hmm. naked, so they were were invincible right but it looks like Konshu is wearing the wraps on like that's how he's designed I mean he's still completely invincible oh okay yeah but if you if you observe him closely it looks like the skull is on his head and the wraps like he's wearing the wraps and his actual body parts can't be seen his eyes his neck his hands everything it's invisible mm-hmm. so I think that's really cool hey, God, did you think the CGI was bad no man like guys I enjoyed Morbius but like <laughs> <laughs> but also man- but the way I don't even like, I, I always feel bad because I never see all these things that everybody else sees. Like, oh, the CGI is bad. I'm like, oh, really? No, like, I remember the, the, my most recent case of horrible CGI was Gemini, man. But, yeah. Let, the CGI in this, I didn't notice. That scene where he was chasing the jackal, could they, didn't you see how he was moving? Yeah, I, I was actually going to say something about that scene here. Is that, like, mm-hmm. yeah. guys, we're watching a man in a... We were watching Mr. Knight chase a supernatural jackal. Like, can we just accept some some level of can we give them some level of, you know, leeway to not be amazing at the CGI or to not be perfect with the CGI? If you're Marvel, you have to have good CGI. <laughs> That's why I don't want to give No Way Home. Like I don't want to cut No Way Home any slack. Cause you're Marvel. If your CGI is bad, you you've done a terrible job. You have you have Marvel money, you have Disney money. Give us good CGI at least. Apparently, no way from CGI was bad. I just, I just learned that. Now, <laughs> but oh god. Um, now, Ibuka, you mentioned Mr. Knight. Let's let us talk about. I know we're talking about Concho. Let's talk about Mr. Knight quickly. Um, that suit is clean, man. <laughs> that so is is that your Halloween costume like, this year? It's the best suit I've seen on TV. And the eyes, the detail in the eyes. Is really my cool. Halloween costume? Yeah, man. Oh, it's such a clean. But even when he rolls up the sleeves, it's like, oh my god takes off the jacket I was like this is such a beautiful suit. I just like and it makes sense because Steven like it makes sense that he would summon this suit because he, he that's what he thinks is cool and that's what she, she she even literally says to him I've seen a suit summon it so when he thinks summon the suits <laughs> he thinks of a, a literal suit so, you know at first I was thinking because Steven isn't like the persona Steven isn't who Konshu had the deal with to become his avatar I thought Steven couldn't use like conscious powers at all yeah same same but then since steven isn't really mark he can't like use the full like ex- extent of conscious abilities but he can still use them to an extent that's what i thought i mean steven was just thrown into this so obviously he has zero experience with all this so yeah hmm. yeah i think my only note on mr nice is that this, this it was clean and i just liked it and obviously i liked him seeing wagwan and, and yard <laughs> and ends <laughs> 
Back to Konshu. On my notes, I have Konshu is definitely toxic. <laughs> that was the only word I could think of to describe Konshu because it's like this guy's actually. Remember when he was like, "Oh, it's the idiot." Not, you might not like who I pick next. <laughs> oh, no, not even that one. I was like, "You might not know, like who I pick next if you leave." I was just like, "Jesus Christ, Konshu!" Like, oh my god. <laughs> You know, this is what I mean when I say, like, I'm just enjoying the show. Every time Konshu mm. spoke, I just loved it. Like, it was just funny to me. It was enjoyable. He would be like, oh, great. It's the idiot again. The idiot's in charge again. <laughs> I mean, and casting F. Murray Abraham as the voice of Konshu is just, like, okay. <laughs> like, it's, it's just so good. I was just like, oh, wow, this is, like, such a powerful voice to have. Um, Yeah, I'm just interested to know more about, like, the Konshu-Mark relationship. But also, like, about Konshu himself. And watching shows about gods essentially or even god try not to blaspheme but the route they usually take is that they're like you can't have this much power and not be an asshole if you're conscious and you have all this much power and you're dealing with like literal mortals and idiots as you say like you would just be an asshole right you'd be a dickhead to them it's the same way we step on ants for example like i don't think the ants enjoy that <laughs> um Ethan Hawke's character, whose name I'm never going to learn. I'm just going to keep on calling him Ethan Hawke. He mentions about how country isn't respected amongst the other gods. Yeah, like a child. Yeah, the child, the runt of the litters. I, I want to like know about that and kind of know, is he like rebelling against the other gods? Is this him like trying to assert his own dominance? It's just very interesting. That's, that's actually a, a perspective I'd really like to see. If, if maybe we can get maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes not actually exploring Konshu and the other gods, the relationship between them and how he ended up where he is right now. But I don't know. I don't think they're going to do that with just six episodes, but it's just something to think about. They can do a lot of like dialogue to like give us a fair idea of how his relationship with the other gods were. But if they give us something small, maybe some 20 minutes, you know, something. Yeah, so like I think that's I think there are a few more characters to be introduced. I think episode three will introduce us to like the the Egyptian core. I'm trying to see what happens in episode three. Um, hopefully, asks more questions for Cedric so that he's he likes it more than episode two. <laughs> yeah, and Ethan Hawke is. I, I mentioned in the first episode that one thing I liked about this show was how they weren't keeping the antagonist like hidden till episode four or five. Like yeah. he's literally the first person we see on screen. Like we've seen him, yeah. him and. Us guys have shared scenes in every episode. I, I'm sure, just because this is a genre story, I'm sure that like there's some quote-unquote twist coming and Ethan Hawke might either die and there's a bigger villain or he's not the real villain. I'm sure something's going to happen, but just I like the fact that I get to see Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac share scenes in every episode. I was reading about Oscar Isaac, actually, and then obviously the way things like this are done is you shoot one character, then you finish, and then you shoot another character. I think at first he was only shooting Mark one day and Steven one day, just to make it easier for him because this is a lot like, it's not just reading lines. You're, you're changing characters and you have to make sure both characters believable. And I think the director, Mohamed Diab, kept on pushing him during the pilot. I was like, just just try this, just try it. And eventually it got to a point where apparently Oscar Isaac could do both characters in the same take. So he does he, do, he does Steven. In, while the camera is still rolling, he moves to the other side and does Mark. And then obviously Mark is taller than Steven. Mark is like broader shoulders. And it's just all these things. So it's just like, yeah, Oscar Isaac is a great actor in case you didn't know. Yeah, he's 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 really really good in this man. Like as Stephen, even as Mark, it's yeah, like you said, you can clearly see the difference between them. It's he's 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 having fun, man. Yeah, he's having he's definitely having he's fun. Doing, he's, do, he's doing his yeah, thing. He's definitely having fun. This is definitely his show. Yeah, 
No, but yeah, do you guys have any other points that you like you're looking forward to in future episodes or things that we didn't talk about in these first two episodes? Yeah, I heard Moon Knight has a lot of gadgets, so I'm waiting to see those gadgets. He has a plane, he has Yeah, he has a plane and he has some gadgets like Batman. I will so. be very I'll lo- I'll let you know now. I'll be very surprised if those appear in the first six episodes of this show. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either because the way the story is going, I don't think they're going to give him gadgets right now. Probably later when he's introduced into the MCU movies. Yeah. It's funny that this comes up because apparently in the comics, Moon Knight doesn't have any supernatural powers. Like he's a vigilante. And I'm very happy that the MCU went away from that and gave him powers with like an interesting, what's it called, mythological backstory rather than just a vigilante. Yeah, TMT was 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 mentioning that on that episode one episode. But uh, I mean, I, I feel like he, hasn't he always had the like even if he was just a vigilante, didn't he have the mythological connection? Yeah, he had some moon powers, yeah, like with the mm. god of the moon. But he wasn't, didn't have super strength or some of all this. So this whole conflict with Amit is inspired from the comic. Oh no, I think it's from the comics. Like there's a, I know Ethan Hawke's character is in the comics, mm-hmm. and I don't know about Amit. Apparently, the the statue guy is also in the comics, but he's he's he's, he's a different character. <laughs> he's a different that's character. That statue guy, he's not, man. He's not, he's not a statue. Yeah. I wonder how much Stephen pays him, bro. And I'm I'm waiting for the episode where he breaks. I wonder what's going to make him <laughs> like break because there has to be something. He's probably going to be like Charlie. Shut the fuck up! I, I don't want to hear about your, your problems anymore. That might that might break Stephen, man. Oh. If that guy shouts at him, Stephen like, oh fuck, even you, even yeah. you. Can't wait for them to give us answers, tell us because I think there's so much for them. To, we need, we should know, or we need to know the conflict between Konshu and Amit beyond just the one punishes before the same yeah. one punches after, yeah. and then we also need to know what's going on with Mark and Stephen, and then also need to know what happened between Konshu and Anthony Harrow, which is Aiden Hawk's character, and yeah, we also need to know how Mark decided to create Steven what happened there so there's a lot of answers for the show to give us and I just hope they keep one thing I will say though is that so far both episodes I've really really enjoyed like I watched episode one and I thought damn that was a really good pilot and I watched episode two and I was like I enjoyed that episode a lot and one thing is that I know you were talking about how there's not a lot of fight scenes Mm -hmm. not a lot of fight scenes but how it's not action packed and that may be a good thing I remember, was it the first episode? It is a good thing. Yeah, and then every time, like, you know, when Steven flashes mm-hmm, and rolls mm-hmm. his eyes, and then he flashes back, and Mark has done something. Like, I was enjoying that. <laughs> Just threw the gun. Conjure, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was actually God. disappointed we didn't, see, we didn't see more of that in episode two, actually, because that scene when he was fighting the thugs yeah. in that town, and... Like they held him up, they were come to take the scarf from his, they were come to pry it off his hands, and he just that effect when his eyes were rolling up and that thing that happened, and then he went to Mark and then came back to Steven, and the guys were just all on the floor, bloodied up and everything. That was yeah, but a couple of things. One, that becomes less effective the more you use it. Yeah, okay, fair. And then two, I think structurally, in the first episode we were we were fully in Steven's head in that first episode, so it makes sense that we don't see what Mark is doing. But this second episode was transitioning us into Mark. So it get, makes sense that we would see more of Mark and more of Mark in the suit and more of Mark before we finally we start episode three with Mark. So yeah, I really liked in episode one, but I understood and I expected them to do it like this in episode two where we slowly become back into, into Mark's point of view using the suit. 
I have, I have a question for you, Banker. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the horror aspect of this show? I was thinking about this thing, actually. And I don't, can, I don't think you can do horror on TV. Okay. I don't think I can be, quote-unquote, scared watching a TV show. Why? I'll be honest with you. I, I don't see the horror in the show. Really? You don't see you don't see any horror influences like the hallway scene. No 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 no. I see horror influences. I mean, I see the influences, but okay. then I don't think I, I don't watch this and feel like oh, that feels like it's from a horror movie or something. Nah, okay, okay. Here's the thing: like my answer has two. What about Moon Knight? Horror on Moon Knight can only be to a certain level because this is still Disney Plus, and yes, it's like rated sixteen, so there's a child lock, but it's still rated sixteen. It's not rated eighteen, exactly. right? I'm sure I'm sure to get bloodier as as the show goes on. But it probably wouldn't even get as bloody as like the Batman, for example. Um, so I still think there's still a cap. But then I, as I was watching it, I was thinking about, like you said, just horror on TV. And I was like, okay, Lovecraft Country was kind of like a horror show, but like I was never scared. I was like... Uh, Haunting of Hill House? Well, you know I didn't watch that. But like, okay. I, can, I think I can watch Haunting of Hill House. I'll be surprised if I'm like, quote unquote, scared while watching it. Because I'm just like, in a cinema, it's dark. There's a sound system. Yeah, it's like, there's light. My phone might, might chime with a message on WhatsApp. Like, it's just like, I don't, like, I'm not as... No, Barclay, maybe it's just us. Maybe it's just us that we we, we don't scare easily. Because, I mean, looking back now, I think there are some scenes where if someone who doesn't, if someone gets scared easily, they might really get the jump scare. Well, yeah. You remember that scene in the elevator when the the old lady was coming to the elevator and he saw Konshu yeah. coming towards him in the elevator. And in 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 this episode when he came out of the storage locker, and the oh, light that was a big yeah. that was cool. Oh no, I mean, I think they're jump scares. I think they can be jump scares, and I think you can have jump scares. I'm not like <laughs> the Loki finale when Miss Minutes comes out. I legitimately jumped. <laughs> and I'm not even like I jumped. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> that, that just scared me. But like, I just think like in terms of having a horror experience, I don't know if you can have it on TV. I think you can definitely have jump scares, 100%, yeah. But I don't know if you can have, like, a horror experience. Oh, yeah, you can't have a horror experience. But you don't want to know where in this show that I was like, oh, shit, this they act, like this thing is actually, you know, scary. Was that mm. elevator scene where he jumps into the elevator and he's talking to the lady. I was fully expecting her to become something See, that would terrify yeah. him. <laughs> Conscious design is kind of scary. Yeah, man, Conscious is scary, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a long beak. It's like, what the fuck is going what on? What skull is that? Is it, is, it, is it a bird skull or something? Yeah. Because I know most most of the Egyptian gods were like hybrids. Some of them were half human, half cats. Some were crocodiles. Amit's a crocodile, right? So I don't know, maybe Konshu. Amit's is like crocodile, hippo, and lion or something crazy. Like. So maybe Konshu was like some kind of bird or something. I don't know. I'll look more into that. I'll, 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 yeah, I saw this on Twitter, but, so I'm not really sure. I can't give you the exact thing, but I saw that like Konshu and Bast, that's Bast from Black Panther are apparently related. Oh. Because TMT mentioned on, on our last episode that, like, apparently Bast is an Egyptian god. Yeah. You want to know what's funny? Mm-hmm. As a Christian in the MC, what does being a Christian... In, okay, that? let's say Cap, Cap is a Christian, right? Cap is a Christian. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's even know as a Christian. As a Christian, as a Muslim. Yeah. Or as a... Well, you mean as in seeing gods? In the, yeah, in the MCU, if you're Cap, let's say Cap is a Christian... You've interacted with the Norse gods. Yeah. You've interacted with the Panther god in Bas. Now you're seeing Konshu. And you're just thinking, bros, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, Mrs. Tony Stark is just like, I told you. I told you. Because yeah. <laughs> these people are doing more than you. So, so why are you? No, but Tony Stark can't even, can't even take the W because Tony Stark is like, I'm sure Tony Stark is a complete atheist. There are no gods and all the gods are coming up. So everyone is just shocked. No one, no one wins. Both the hyper-religious and the pure <laughs> and atheist. atheist. Yeah. No one wins. 
Well, I mean, I guess, I guess the, no, but I guess the religious can win because, like, he's like, well, God exists. Just means that there are other gods. He's not the only god. Okay, but that that goes against like ninety nine percent of religion. Can't, can't he just be like there are false gods? Mm. So if you're a Christian in the MCU, if you're seeing Thor, you're seeing Loki, you're seeing Khonshu, I'm interested to oh, okay, these are the false gods that my religion is preaching against. So okay, yeah, that that's what I said. But also then, if you're Cap in Wakanda. And Thor comes in with that entrance. You're like, exactly. this nigga ain't the false god. This guy, this nigga got the power. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing false like, about what I'm seeing right about now. what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> no. Oh my god, no. no. It doesn't mean if you're Christian in the MCU. I'd sit this one out, Cap. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Uh, but anyway, I mean, Cap still went to Peggy's funeral at a church. Anyway, please let's let's end this before we. I, I do not want to. No, but can you imagine the the re- reignition of Norse religion if Thor actually appears in real oh, life? Oh right, yeah, oh definitely. <laughs> like, think about the different like demographics he's going to appeal to. Bro, fuck uh, Sokovia. <laughs> let's go to Norway, bro. I want to see what's going on in Norway since <laughs> Thor arrived. Like, what what are they like? Well, what what are they saying? Uh, it's probably a church against Loki, like a church of mischief. Yeah, 100%. At this point. Yeah, no, that was like, yeah. Uh, anyway, please. Speaking of Norse mythology, though, yeah. I'm very excited for the Northmen. Like, I don't know why I'm so excited, but I saw uh, I saw the poster on the bus the other day, and I was like, shit, I'm actually very, very excited for See, this. See, I saw, I saw the posters, and I thought, Charlie, they look really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to stay away from it because I, cause Robert Eggers is like a horror director. Yeah, that guy is yeah. good. That guy is but, like, it doesn't look like the Northman is, Northman is, is horror, horror. No, no, no. It's funny because, yeah, it seems like it has, it's, like, a combination of genres. Yeah, it doesn't look like, yeah, like, obviously Lighthouse, The Witch, I haven't watched any of You haven't seen The Witch or Lighthouse? No, because I just said I don't watch Robert Eggers films because they're horror. None movies. of them are horrors like that, you know. Mm, okay, maybe... The Witch is really good. Yeah. Is it really... No, I heard it was horror, Ibuka. What are you talking about? I heard The Witch is <laughs> actually horror. The title is The Witch. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, uh, well, one thing one thing about the Northmen is is that I'm interested because it seems like okay, I w- you haven't seen the trailers, right? So I won't say anything. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. I'll say what I want to say after. Okay, yeah, I'm hoping to watch it after the weekend. Um, and then maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, okay, guys. Oh, one more thing, just about the show. I can say now, but I just really hope that the show focuses on, like we mentioned earlier, it focuses on these questions that we said that a lot. Conscious, Stephen, Mark. Layla, all these things. Um, Amit. Like, I hate the criticism where people are always like, oh, every Marvel chapter is setting up the next movie or whatever. And it's just like, just an ad for the next movie. I hate that criticism. But at the same time, I would like some self-contained stories, if that makes sense. Um, so I would, I would really like if Moon Knight just focuses on Moon Knight. Don't, like, tease where next Moon Knight might appear. Something. Or who else. Just, just focus on this six-episode story and then end it. And then we can see Moon Knight somewhere else. Please. Do you know what these people are going to do? Do you know? Do you know what I think? I think these people are going to do. Probably by the time the last, like, getting into like the last episode, they're probably going to be like a post-credit scene or something. They're going to get some Black Knight tease or something with Kit Harrington's character from Eternals. Or something. Oh no, I'd be surprised. That, that's that's a these, quick turnaround. These people are capable. These people are very capable of doing that. Or even Bleed. No, I I think I think that would be a not even because of the quick turnaround. It's because of the not sudden. But the link between the cinema and the TV, so yeah, it's to, to be like wow, okay, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, 
I think I think that that kind of that kind of tease will be in like Miss Marvel at the end. Oh, you think Miss Marvel? I even think it will be in what's it called? Sort of like tease current. Oh, okay, that kind of tease. Well, I was gonna say it would be in an actual film. Oh well, no, no, obviously because she's Miss Marvel is gonna be in the Captain Marvel sequel. So I'm like, okay, damn. Oh, okay, okay. That's where it's teasing. Anyway, guys, if we do, if we start this path, we're gonna talk for another hour. Um, Cedric, thank you for coming on the podcast about Moon Knight. Um, thank you for having me. It was our pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it has been like worth it and i hope you enjoyed talking about this show and i hope the future episodes please you more than episode two did yeah um ibuka cedric thank you for coming to my end this is my yard <laughs> and of course guys uh we'll be back next week not talking about episode three we'll come back for episode four we'll talk about better call Saul and the return of better call Saul. so yeah guys join me next week and i'll be joined by my own personal moon knight my own personal country actually I'm the Steve into his country Daniel Kaluuya bye guys <laughs> bye